Hello and welcome into episode 20 of That Being Said with George Arjour. Um, today we had Veronica Garza on. Uh, she's a comic from New York City. She's absolutely hilarious. She actually happened to go to Can- University of Kansas, so it was kind of um, great timing for her to come on the show with the brawl yesterday between Kansas and K-State. So we talked a little bit about that. We talked about the journey of her going through comedy, moving from Dallas, Texas to New York City, how she became a stand-up comic. It was a great show. You're going to love it a ton. Um, check it out. Uh, you'll find out where you can find her on Twitter and Instagram. She'll plug that. So go give her a follow. She is really, really, really funny and really fun. And before we get started, as always, this episode is brought to you by SONTSports.com. That's SONTSports.com. Um, you can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and all your favorite podcast listening applications. And finally, before we get started with Veronica, here's a word from our sponsor. Today we have Veronica Garza from New York City. She's a comedian. Um, how are you doing today, Veronica? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, so for those of you who don't know you, you want to give a little intro about yourself, where they can find you, what you do, uh, your journey in, in comedy? Sure, sure. Um, I'm a New York City, well, Brooklyn-based stand-up comedian. Uh, I've been doing comedy in New York City for about six years. Uh, stand-up comedian, also writer, performer, basically, you know, anything that keeps me from having to do an office job. Uh, <laughs> but you can find me at, on Twitter at Veros underscore broke, and you can find me on Instagram at Veros underscore got underscore jokes, and I am the co-host of Free Fries Comedy Show every Sunday uh, at 7.30 at Sugarburg Bar in Williamsburg. Free show. You get, we have a really good lineup every week of, you know, some of the funniest people in New York City. And you get free fries. Oh, free fries? Yeah. I mean, I mean you give me the whole entire thing and then you throw the free fries. You got to go to the show then. I mean, there's no way. You yeah, could. yeah. Unless I you're like on a keto diet or something, but I don't do any keto. I don't do anything. You like break that. it on that day for that. It's they're good fries. They're good fries. That's in Williamsburg. What was the name of a place you said again? Sugarburg. Sugarburg. All right. Next time I'm in New York City, I'll definitely uh, yeah, have to come yeah, by on a Sunday night. You have to come by. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, how many comedians usually are? Uh, that we book? Yeah. Uh, we usually book anywhere from about, I would say, well, the co- I co-host it and co-produce it with uh, Matt Levy. He's a fellow New York City comedian. So with him, me, a host, and usually about four to six other comics. Very good. That that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, not too quick. It's an ambush bar show, so sometimes some people don't want to be there, uh, which, you know, that that's just part of the, part of the game. Uh, but it's still fun. I mean, so when you say ambush bar, does that mean like what I think it means, where you make fun of people in the crowd? No. 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 Okay. See, I have no idea. I have no idea what an ambush. They would hate that. Yeah. No. Um, ambush bar show basically. It's say 
you know, we decide to meet up somewhere and we get a drink at a bar and you're just trying to talk to someone. And then 15 minutes later, someone comes in and tells you, hey, just so you know, a comedy show is about to happen in a little bit. And you still want to have your conversation, but also there's a comedy show going on. Yeah. And you can either do one of two things. You can either listen to the comedians, see what they have to say, or you can go to the opposite side of the bar. But I would say don't sit there and still have your conversation while the show is still happening but mm. that also happens sometimes uh, so it's basically just for the most part you know you can promote as much as you want and you can even have the bar promote but some people just don't know that a show is about to happen and they aren't excited about it at all what kind of psycho is not excited about a comedy show I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I, losers. I know, especially if you're on a date. Like, if you're on, if I'm on a date, yeah. let's say, and there's a like, especially first dates. Let's be honest here. First dates fucking yeah. suck. You have nothing yeah, like, to talk about, so you're like, oh, there's your a comic. Job's gonna be done for you. Yeah. Like, just watch the show. Actually, you know, if anyone, any, you know, I'm gonna give advice to single people here. I, I, I always on my pod give advice to people, and they, I don't know how many people actually follow what I say. And I know I don't follow <laughs> it. And I, yeah, and I don't, and I don't follow what I say most of the time either. But that's a hell of a way, thing to do if you're single. Know there's the ambush comedy show go, going on. Know you're gonna run out of shit to say on the first date. Take the first date yeah. to the show. Free fucking French fries. You can't beat yeah, that. That's it. That's and, it. And you get to see like really good comics. It's not like it, as if we have you know a group of. Well, we do. We do have some unfunny people in New York, but for the most part. <laughs> people here are the, some of the funniest people and you get to see them for free like um this next week coming up we have uh samantha reddy who's been on colbert and um it's just like you know we get people who actually have to be credited on late night sets and or people who most likely will have late night sets i feel like in the next couple of years that, that's really cool and i guess how did you get started in comedy? I mean, there's so many people who always say, like, oh, I'd be a good stand-up comic or I'd love comedy. Right. Like, how do you act? One, how would you get started? And two, how did you get started? Right, yeah. Um, it's weird. I Yeah, I've always I've always known, like, I'm funny. Uh, just, like, my humor. I, I'm a, a very, you know, interesting sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I've always been quick-witted and funny. I've always been, like, the funniest one, like, in my group of friends wherever right. I've gone. And so there's that. And people jokingly tell you growing up, hey, you know, you should do stand-up. Oh, my gosh, you should, you should do comedy. And I had no idea what that meant. And I grew up you know, watching comedy and being a big fan of it, but I never put them together. And then in my, I was probably, how old was I, about 20, I was like 25, and I took an improv class. Yep. And I didn't know that wasn't the same as stand-up, which most people don't know that. And improv was fun. But I kept like I kept, I guess they got like something going like right. the wheels were turning and suddenly when you know when I'd be out at the gym or I'd be out doing stuff I'd be like writing jokes and I'm thinking oh this is stand up and right. the more I thought about it I was like oh you got to try this but I didn't tell anybody so I went out on my own uh, when I was when I was 26 I went I remember it was in May and I went on my I well actually first. Some guy added me on Facebook who I found out did stand up. By the way, this was when I was living in Dallas. Where I'm okay, from. cool. And this guy added me, and I go, "Hey, I saw that you have stand up comedian on your profile." This guy, Bobby Frisky, he still does comedy in Dallas. And I messaged him. I said, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing it. Do you have any advice for me?" And I need to scroll back and find that message that he originally sent me because yep. it's some of the best thing I ever heard. But it was along the lines, if you want to do it, come do it. Definitely come check it out and see the show for yourself. Don't forget to be nice to the wait staff. Tip your waiter. Don't 
talk about anything you don't know about. Don't steal anyone's jokes. Some of it was, you know, common sense things. Um, but other things I I still remember to this day. Well, obviously like you always tip like that, that's a given, but he said some things and he told me where he'd be at that Thursday. And it was at this place in Dallas called Backdoor Comedy House. Mm -hmm. And I, went up and I watched and I'm seeing, you know, it's funny, it's cool, but also there were some people there that I'm thinking, oh, I could do this. Like, there were some people that are just, I didn't think were that funny. Right. And I was like, I could, I could do this. And so I uh, introduced myself to that guy, Bobby, after the show and he goes, hey, you sign up for next week? I was like, I didn't. He goes, sign up for next week? I was like, okay. Yeah. And I didn't tell, I didn't tell anybody because I, I was like, what the fuck did you just do? And like, I, you probably don't even have a set. Yeah. I, didn't even, I mean, I had like ideas. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, well, fuck it. And it was three minutes. And I was like, how the hell am I going to do three minutes? Right. Um, which is hilarious now. And uh, I went. I didn't tell anyone. I did it. It was so dope. And then I met up with my friends after. And I was like, I did, I did, I did a uh, stand up today, and they're like, Oh, that's amazing. And I was like, Cool. And then I, I told my parents, and they went back the next week when I was there, and I bombed horribly. Oh it no! Was so bad, it was disgusting. And I remember my mom telling me, I don't think you're funny. And it was, <laughs> it was, it, it hurt. And I remember I got in my car and I shut the door. And I yelled because no one could hear me. Obviously, I was in my car. And then I, the next Tuesday, I drove to watch these people at an open mic. And someone's like, you got to get up again because that's the only way you're going to learn. And I'm like, okay. So I kept doing it for maybe a couple months. And then I finally got booked on my first show. Um, and it was in August, I believe. So I'd only been doing it like two and a half, three months. So that's pre- that's pretty down. quick to be booked on yeah. your own, the show, right? Yeah, on a yeah, show, yeah. it was in Dallas, it was cool, um, there was this guy, Chris Tellez, who, like, he's now, like, I think this week he was filming something for Comedy Central, he's he's in Austin now, he's, like, crushing it, but he kind of, like, started his own show, and put me on, it was great, yeah. and then I just was kind of realizing that it wasn't, like, I also was going through, like, some personal stuff myself, so I wasn't, you know, invested in a comedy, but also right. I was noticing it was a lot of just, like, I don't know, it was weird. It was like big fish, small pond thing in Dallas. And I'm like, well, you're never going to get out of here. And everyone was talking about, oh, what you got to do is do this. And then you go to move to L.A. And everyone was talking about moving to L.A. And I already had already been to L.A. just to visit right. and like stay there for, for like work stuff. And I wasn't, I just was not about it. Not, not, not an L.A. fan? Yeah, it was just was not for me. It's I, not I, for I me either. I, yeah, I, I can't, can't live there. <laughs> not, it's not for me. I don't like L.A. Like I live in Seattle right now, but I just don't like L.A. I'm yeah, sorry yeah, to like anyone listening too. from L.A., but that place, I don't know. I just I feel like it sounds I'm horrible. I'm not going to sit on it, but also it's like I, I can't. I just It didn't fit me. Yeah. I, and, now, and now I see why because, yeah, I fit better in New York. But mm. I just kind of was over doing stand-up in New York City, and then I was going through like a whole bunch of like personal things to where I like, lost my job, and um, I had a, a friend, like one of my best friends had been living in New York for like two years at that point, point. she's like, well, why don't you come up here uh, and just see how you like it maybe for like six months, so I moved up, so I was like, you know what, yeah, I'm going to try it out, and I got rid of all my shit, and packed up my car, and like I, I, her and I, we drove, like she was down in Texas, and we drove back, so it was cool, and then I... I'm in New York, don't know anyone, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to look for a job, and then maybe my second week here, 
I sign up for an open mic at this spot, uh, Eastville. Eastville is now in Brooklyn, but it used to be on Second Avenue and Fourth Street in the East Village. Yep. Well, obviously, Eastville, East Village. And I did the mic there, and it was horrible. I was horrible, uh, and all I could think to myself was like, oh, I cannot do this in New York City. You tried, you know what, you failed, you know, that's not for you, that's not, you can't do it. And I didn't, so there, there was that, and, you know, life went on. I, you know, had a, got a full-time job right away. I, I had my own life in New York City. Right. And then I'm experiencing New York City, and then, I'm, but at the same time, I still notice myself writing bits. Right. Or writing stuff. And I'm just like, oh, you know what, maybe, maybe you should try this one spot out. So I went to, uh, uh, it's uh, everyone knows the creek in the cave, and I went mm-hmm. to a mic there because that place has mics every day of the week. And I went to a mic there, and I'm just thinking, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up here, and I went up, and it wasn't. I didn't. I mean, it wasn't great. I wasn't like crushing it, but also did not suck. And I kind of was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back to doing this again. Yeah, so you kind of caught it, caught a groove in a way. Yeah, and but it took me like bombing in New York City when I first got here. It took like two and a half years to go back and say, "Oh, I want to do this again." And now it's just like, oh, you know, it's it's part of what I do, basically. Like you know, every almost every other day, like every day, I'm doing something with it. If not for comedy, writing, or trying to like create funny content that I like. Um, but that's just like been i don't know it's been a cool journey I'm just, I'm just, been, it took you know. two and a half years between bombing the first time in new york and getting back on on stage it hurts here man it hurts i mean how i mean how bad how bad were they just giving you like stone face it was just also it was just uh one of those shitty you know 5 p.m mics where nobody's listening to you and they're on the phone the whole time and yeah. honestly i can't say that i mean i remember like three of the dudes that were in that room, I remember their faces, and I honestly haven't seen their faces since, so oh. I don't really, I mean, seeing so big also, but it's just like one of those things, that's just how some of the mics are sometimes, you know, people don't listen, they won't pay attention, and you're just trying to work on a bit, and you can't really rely on, that's one of those, it's hard, you can't really rely on the feedback as opposed to like, okay, what did I get out of this stage time? Yeah, you probably, you might have not even really bombed, but just like not having experience, you thought, oh my god, I sucked. Right. Right, but also I could tell you, man, I probably with the jokes I was saying then, yeah, I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying some stupid shit. Now that I think about it, I was like, man, you were saying something dumb. Like that, you sh- you should not have been up there. Uh, but that's like also part of it, like learning to grow with it. And you know, I've had I've bombed plenty of times since then. And I, you know, I did I did a set last week that I wasn't I didn't really like that. I was like, it didn't bomb, but it didn't go great. And I mean, I'm trying. Try not to get mad at myself about it, but also it's like that's just part of it. It's like okay, now what are you gonna do from here? Exactly, you have to start it, and then you kind of build off. And some yeah. part of a set works, and some doesn't. And then you kind of yeah. piece it together. It's a puzzle. And I'm, yeah, and I'm just like trying to figure out. Okay, I'm like, fuck, this joke doesn't work. Okay, this is what did. Da, 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 you know, checking it off in my head. But I'm okay. Now this is where I'm at with these two or three bits that I need to fix and it's like how am I going to fix it and you know I have times where I'll say it on stage I'm like I'm trying to work this out so I don't fucking know like you all can help me I'll call it out yep (laughs) it's fun to be doing that and I do I I tend to do that actually more than I would say I do that more than I I wouldn't say that I should but I've noticed most people like not most people but some comics will have their set and they're like oh yeah this is my set and they've been doing the same set for like a year a year and a half and I consistently write new shit just because I get tired. They're like, oh, don't you want to polish this bit? I'm like, yeah, I'll polish that, but I know what I can do with it. I already know it's, I can get the reaction I want from this. Now I got this new bit. Right. So I'm constantly 
working on new stuff, you know, I'm throwing new stuff in between bits I know that'll work. So that's what I feel like makes it a little bit more frustrating. Yeah, no, it's kind of like going on a, a, I'm kind of, you know, going a little bit on an edge there doing that because one guy once told me, he said something like, oh, I only, uh, that's why I only like give them the hits. And I was like, dude, we are at the same bar, so you don't have hits. <laughs> you, you know, we, we both have just bits that work or they don't. No one knows who you are. No one's repeating your jokes. Until then, they're not hits. Right. And so I'm just like, uh, it's that's the hard part of it, too. Yeah, and I mean, I guess th- th- it is hard, and especially you're getting a, lo- a lot of times at- – in, from what I understand in the comedy world, and I, I'm like fascinated by the comedy world, and that's why, like, for the, my sports podcast, I kind of try to bring on as many funny comics, comedic people, because I find the world so fascinating. Where you guys literally have a sole purpose of making people laugh. I mean, as simple as that. It's hard because what might work to some, what might be really funny to me is not funny to you, but you guys kind of find a way to make. It's funny right. for a mass majority of people who would be listening. But, yeah, 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 and that's it's, really hard. So, mm-hmm. so, but I was gonna say, like in New York, people are like a little tougher, right? I mean, Dallas. Yeah. Did you like find Dallas? Probably people would laugh, laugh, and in New York, you yeah, kind of have they, some. Yeah, they definitely different things. I've noticed it's because uh, I did actually. I did two shows in Dallas, probably about uh, probably about a couple of weeks ago when I, oh, cool. I was in home. For, I was home for the holidays, and I did some shows. And it was it's always interesting to go home because it's like I want to see how my material that I've kind of polished off to over here how it'll work like in, in, in a place like Dallas right and it's fun to see what works and what doesn't because you know if I talk about like my girlfriend and I or my partner and I or something about being gay mm-hmm. um seeing how Dallas reacts to it um or is you know learning to react to it better like in New York they don't they don't give a fuck like right. whatever they're fine with whatever they're like okay cool that's fine actually it's be funny they don't really care right and in Dallas it's like you know sometimes something like that working on that that's the hard part of it um, well, it's probably a little easier now than maybe 20 years ago. I mean, doing that in yeah, Dallas 20 exactly. years ago would have been like, yeah. what? Yeah, and like, yeah, just like that in general. It's 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 different. It's um, but it's still interesting. Like, yeah, working on on the stuff regardless and seeing what works. And when I see something that works, I'm like, oh, Dallas gets that. All right, good, good, good. I'm like yeah. glad. Yeah, and um, I also noticed like I listened to your uh, to your uh, one of your sets on YouTube. And you don't you don't do any like really po- you're just not into doing po- political jokes, right? I, so I don't I don't yeah and, I don't oh go ahead really yeah I have I had like one like kind of but honestly I feel like so many people are doing it and it, I mean it's good to be able to do it but it's so easy to do it okay now, that, that's so where, that's where my question was actually going like is, is that because like it's kind of like the low hanging fruit right it's just too easy yeah. And I mean, I, I like to be aware, and especially in New York, you know, everyone's reading something. Everyone's always on the news. Like, yeah. you know, everyone's right on the pulse of everything that's happening. So I'm aware of everything. It's not as if I can't talk about it. But I mean, you have you know three comics in a row talking about the same thing about like you know this this orange guy. You know, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. It, it it's kind of boring. I mean, it is boring. It and is, I, I I don't. I I was like in my head, I want to find a way to get it, but also have my way. Uh, you know, of talking about it, and I'll bring up like the night like that he was elected, but it has yep. nothing to do with him at all. And, right. But it, I just, I don't. Which I thought was hilarious. 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I, I like, you know, I like to go into that's that's what I like to do. I like to like, okay, how can you create your own whatever vision or point of view of this that's not so hacky, you know, or what did someone say? Like, find something no one's talking about and talk about it and make it funny. Yeah, exactly. Because um, so it's, like, it's just too easy. Yeah, like I mean, I've yeah. listened to too many comics now where just like, oh, we got our president. He's an idiot. Ha ha ha. Like, all right, cool. Uh, give, give me some. Give me something. Give me something else. Right, and, and that's why I, I always, I, I worry, you know, if you've ever, if you've ever heard someone, like, they'll tell a joke, and someone will say, oh, well, so-and-so wrote a joke like that, and it's because it's all, it's topical stuff, which, don't get me wrong, it's good to be able to write about topical things, that's, but that's also why I mainly talk about my life experiences, or my observations, um, just because I know that, you know, no one can steal my experience, right. um, and I, you know, I had random weird shit happen. I'm like, well, if that happens to someone else, well, fuck, that's crazy that it both happened to both these comics. But <laughs> yeah. for the most part, I don't have to worry about someone going, hey, someone, you know, also did cocaine at Cindy Lauper's house, which I'm sure plenty of people have. Yeah. But <laughs> they might not be, but they may not be comics. <laughs> nobody I know is talking about it the way I was. So that I know, for, yeah, exactly. No mm. comics for that I know. So mm. that I didn't have to worry about. In uh, that, like, I do, like, you know, like can I, you know, tell, can, can you I, tell that story, because that sounds interesting. Sorry. Okay, I, I will tell you, this is, I, I will, it's not, like, a full-on bit, but, so yeah. I talked about, like, um, yeah, it's weird, I haven't, like, put it on YouTube or anything, but <laughs> I talk about, like, how, um, like, my, my Lyft account was suspended because Cindy Lauper's son mm. used her credit card on my account. Yep. And, and then I, I just, I tell people, I'm like, well, what happened? And it's like, it was a random, you know, everyday New York situation where, you know, you're hanging out with a group of guys and one of them says he's producing Cindy Lauper's son's album because Cindy Lauper's son considers himself a rapper. Oh, so nice. there's already, yeah, yeah, nice. Okay, sure. <laughs> that's and, all, that's all, you already, that, 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 he already got material there. It's bad. And I don't even have to talk about it, but it's so bad. Anyway. So he's like, well, we're going to go over there this later. I'm like, sure, let's go. And um, I'm looking him up there. on YouTube. You got, by the way, guys, look him up on YouTube because it's, yeah. It's so bad. Was it like, anyway, so it's so bad. But anyway, we go over and, you know, we're at our apartment and we go to, because he's still living with her because I think he's like 17. He like homeschooled or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're just like doing cocaine in, in this in Cindy Lauper's son's room and mm-hmm. I don't know Cindy Lauper's great Grammy nominated excuse me I'm gonna call no problem <coughs> Cindy Lauper's great Grammy nominated sure songwriting genius but I could tell you if she did not see all that cocaine in her son's room she's an idiot like <laughs> there was so much um and it was just a random thing and uh, for a while I'm like do I talk about this and then I'm just thinking, yeah, you do. Yeah, you Talk have to. On stage. Um, only once did someone uh, at a show tell me that they they were, when he finally moved out, uh, that they were the kid's real estate agent. And they said something like, you know, he could sue you. I'm like, for what? The truth? Like, Yeah. Um, for saying he did co- was, does cocaine? He does cocaine. Yeah, and also, Right, and I'm like everyone that like trust me, he did a lot of it. He and probably raps right about it now, but he did it then. Yeah, and he's, I'm like, yeah, it's <laughs> obvious that he's either drunk or high all the time. But also, it's like my I'm not. I'm like also no one's listening to me. <laughs> I'm not at that level, so I'm sure he's fine. 
Yeah, well, uh, if uh, if he does get caught with a uh, <laughs> cocaine problem or has to go to rehab, just know it, it might be uh, from our, our fault for talking about it. <laughs> I was like, dude, you should. I, I, I don't blame myself. Regardless, it was a good time, and I talked about it on stage. Yeah, and, and that that's kind of like, well, that I don't think anyone else has that experience. No, I, I think you're the first, and um, I and I, mean, I took a lot out of that story, but now tonight I'm going to probably have to deep dive into her son's rap albums, because he looks yeah. like he cannot rap, and it looks like he send, doesn't know send that. Send your favorite song, please do. I, I don't have one, because I couldn't get through any of them. Well, his, um, his, his name is, uh, De- does he go by Dex, right? Yeah, I think his real name is like Declan. Yeah, Declan Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I'm, yeah, but I e- either he has a song that I like called uh, uh, "Rags to Riches" because that makes oh. sense for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and bumming um. in the trap and perp invaders. So I think his uh, he he is open about his druggies. <laughs> definitely, yeah, no, definitely. But you will appreciate this because because uh, it's with the podcast. He had a lot because of who his mom is. Yep. He had a whole bunch of like random like sports memorabilia, just autographed jerseys from players. Oh, I'm sure. That he just did not like he did not care about. He's like, oh yeah, um, what did he have? I think one was like autographed by he had a basketball autographed by like Magic Johnson. That's pretty and he cool. He had it like on the ground, and then he had uh, he had a Celtics jersey. Uh, I think it was from Larry Bird, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just like, dude, you should be framing this. You didn't care about any of that shit. He's more more worried about, you know, getting from rags to riches, to be honest with you. That's right. He has a story to tell, apparently. He really does, and his Instagram is lit. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm glad this... this, Okay, cool. You're welcome. Thank you. This this guy's great material. (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. So... Before all that, you so we talked a little bit before the podcast. You actually uh, grew up in Texas, but you went to school at the University of Kansas, right? Yes, yes, I'm yeah. a Jayhawk. Yeah, and um, just perfect timing to do this podcast because yesterday the Jayhawks and and K State uh, had a, a brawl. brawl that was pretty damn epic. Yeah, and I will say this: I grew up like um, we were talking about it before before the podcast. I grew up like playing basketball and loving basketball yep. like that's my favorite thing i might love it more than i love comedy honestly um and uh it so going there where like the university of kansas that's where actually james a naismith uh, coached right and he also is buried there and so i when i went i mean i went because i had a scholarship but also it was like oh i'm gonna see some good basketball while i'm here right so um, I, I can attest to the fact that I, I love I love my Jayhawks, win or lose, regardless. And last night, I'm just going through highlights, and it's like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, and we were playing K-State, which uh, I will say they're trash. But regardless, <laughs> that it looked like someone was talking about how it reminded them of like the Detroit Pistons. And I'm yep. like, yeah, that was exactly it. That yep. was some... It was crazy. It was, I mean, it was one just slightly below it because the fa- they didn't actually go all the way up to the stands. Nope. Do you know what? You know what the worst nope. part was? Do you, I don't know if you heard. Do you know that was the se- the, the handicap the, the, section? The, yes, I do. Uh, you could have seen some of the kids in the back over there. I'm like, you could have hurt so many people. I, I know and like okay look K State I mean Kansas was dribbling the ball out the game is over the Kansas State play, yeah the, you don't have to go steal the ball and try to dunk on them but for Sousa 
yeah. yeah, he had he had a great block, by the way. The block was fantastic. They had to stand over. Right, but they, they don't stand over him. Yeah. Like, why did he have to taunt him? The game was done. We won by like twenty-one points. Yeah, that that should that that doesn't make you tough. Like, people think like fighting makes you tough. That doesn't make you tough. Like, that's kind of no. cowardly. What he, what they did. I, like, I know yeah. you're a Kansas fan, but like, what? no, I, I I was so pissed about it. I told you, I tweeted at him. It was like, you are not a Jayhawk. Whatever, whatever I say doesn't really fucking matter to him. But still, <laughs> I was so it's embarrassing because like here, here's the thing. I guess a couple weeks ago, I forgot who. KU was playing. They were up by like 35, mm-hmm. and it was same thing. It wasn't D'Souza that had the ball. I forgot who had the ball. Might have been McCormick. Anyway, he's dribbling, and three seconds. Who gives a fuck? They're just Kansas has the ball. They're going to run out the clock, and one of the players was from like was it Monmouth, whatever university, yeah. Marymount University. One of those. He steals the ball and he goes and he dunks it. He's like. I give it up and he's like no and everyone's like dude no one cares you lost by 30 like just let the game die everyone is it's understood that you're just gonna let the game end exactly but- and so someone had already done that before and then this dude two seconds left Sousa has the ball we're currently up by 21 points he steals the ball Sousa has a great block and then it's like you know what have the great block and walk away from it but he had to stand over him so that already um what is it uh that already like he already got attacked just by standing over the right. player and talking shit. And it's D'Souza like is being immature. Like you could have just like let him fucking take the ball, block it, and go away. But so now you already have this tech. And here's the thing, this is the part, okay, yeah, D'Souza it could have ended he could have I would have been alright if it would have ended. He stood towered over him. The ref would have came over, blown the whistle, got the tech, and then the game's done, right? Yeah, then it's over. That's but it. K State's bench got up and ran over and not over not just the bench there were like people that were just uh part like part of k-state's like coaching team yeah and and, 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 and some walk-ons too that were not yeah. walk-ons are red shirts that were dressed shirts, in street yeah. clothes like i just don't i i you can't wrap my head around what the hell they were thinking and then and then the officials like made them come back out and shoot free throws yeah, that's the thing too. So yeah, so they ran, and then KU's bench run over there, which they should know better. I just get so mad because it's Allen Fieldhouse, which is the greatest place to ever watch college basketball ever, and it's like the most disrespectful thing ever to do. And so, but also like the JR play, like Kansas players, you should know better not to run out there like that. It's like Bill Self teaches y'all way better than that. What the fuck? So they run out there, and then finally this whole melee happens, and then. D'Souza picks up the chair, and did you see the assistant coach knocked yeah. it out of his hands before he threw it? The luckiest thing that's ever happened. That, that I was like, that could have been, you would have been arrested. And so that happened, and then, yeah, so they, they were like, K-State, I saw K-State players being told to, like, go to the locker room, which you should already be doing. And then they get involved, and then, then they tell them, yeah, come back out and shoot, like, your, your tech, like, your, your, your fucking tech. No, come on, seriously. I know, just call the game. Like, the, the fucking technical really matters. Yeah, and then you're down, but you made both the shots, so now you lost by, what, 19? Yeah, like, I actually looked up the spread in Vegas. It had nothing to do with the spread or the over-under. Like, it didn't affect that either. Like, there's no one, no, yeah. Vegas wasn't calling. It was like, oh, the, you know, the spread is like 20 points, so can you make sure they take the free throws? Yeah, no, like, cared. no one cared. No, literally, no, the fans didn't care because they're out of the stadium by then, too. Yeah, or, there were a few left, but that was it. But it's because I bet they were just trying to tell everyone that they could leave and get out of the stadium because they didn't want them doing shit to K-State players. Yeah. Which, I'm not going to lie, 
Kansas fans don't do shit to K-State fans. K-State fans do shit to Kansas fans. I'm always going to say that. Yeah. Well, um, you guys are kind of like the, you guys are kind of like, you know, they're the jealous little cousin. Yeah, like, like the ugly cousin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you got you guys are better at basketball. Okay, football, you're not better. We got better this year. Uh, yeah, we, uh, yo, we're getting better. Yeah. We got less miles. Yeah. We will be better. You will be better. And, but, you know, in Kansas, basketball is what matters anyway. Kansas State's not winning national championships in football, and you guys are winning national championships in basketball. So right. it does. It really doesn't matter. They had one good – what was that? One good year with uh, the coach who always looks angry. Yeah, Mangino, 2008. That's the yeah. same year we won the. That's when we went to the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Uh, that's the same year we won the champion, the NCAA champion, the basketball championship yeah, as well. Exactly. No, so. it was a great year. Um, but yeah, but even then, it's like we, I, we know that we're not good in football. Who gives a damn? We're just carrying down until basketball season starts. Yeah, I mean that's you guys' thing, and I, I respect that. But uh, so, are you happy with this indefinite system? Like, uh, they're gonna. He's the Souza is gonna come back. He's gonna play in the NCAA tournament. You did tweet at him. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that he's not a Jayhawk anymore. That tweet. Um, I will say this. He's already been problematic. I don't know if you recall, but he was – they had to appeal for him to play this year because his family was involved with that Adidas scandal. Oh, that's right. So he couldn't play. And, and here's the thing about Coach Self. He's smart. He, Whenever he heard, oh, D'Souza's name might have come up, he benched him right away because he didn't want his team to be – ineligible like you right. don't want your boys associated with that so he sat sat him down and he was going to sit him down for the rest of the season and be like you know what can't do it he's not going to take the risk of one player wanting to play just you know just you know and hurt his whole team so they i forgot they filed the appeal and he was approved to play so he was reinstated to play this year but i'm like so he's already like you're already concerned about his presence on the floor and then he does some shit like this it's it's, it's hard because like Okay, so hopefully he'll do he'll he'll like learn from this. Oh, yeah, and and especially if they go far happens. in the tournament, there'll be like you know those specials on CBS with right. the dark camera and asking him what he learned from this, and you'll right. say all the right things. It won't really and matter. Play the though. game, kid. You got to play the game. You got to be apologetic. You got to say what you're supposed to. Because here's the thing: they are kids. Yeah. That's also the part we can't expect them to like be mature. You know, like men's brains don't solidify until they're 28. So uh, I, yeah. I, I, w- I wouldn't really say that. I'm 32, and my brain still hasn't solidified. <laughs> okay. See, there you go. But see, you admit it. That's that's good. It's half <laughs> like, the battle only. That. I did when I was 23. So that kid, he has a lot to learn. He's still a kid. Um, and that's also the hard part of it because someone was saying something about him wanting to go into the draft. I'm like, he's not ready for the draft. He's emotionally unstable. Look yeah. at what he did. Um, and he puts so many people in danger. He's not thinking. But here's the thing. Self will have him sit down. Self will make sure that this – like that's one of the things he says to all his players, which is why a lot of his players – that's why his squads are so good is because they stay three years because they really do yeah i'm gonna he was i'm gonna teach you how to compose yourself like how to how to act and that's part of what he does he promises them and he talks to their parents about it a lot of times but um i feel like i if if we have a good tournament year you know hopefully because that's how i fill out my bracket every year that deep (laughs) in the tournament he's gonna let D'Souza back in but it's gonna be very you know it's it's gonna be a test I, i i agree with you completely and it's it's un it's unfortunate that happened. I mean, the team. Yeah. You guys were what ranked number one at earlier in the season, just like yeah, a, we just 
every that loss number to one Baylor team. put us back. It's been a weird year in college basketball. Uh, it's you been the weirdest. Be number one, which it's fun. I love it. But also, I can't believe we fucking lost to Baylor. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> Baylor is fantastic. Well, at my school, I went to University of Washington. Baylor's only loss right, was like, to the University of Washington. So, yeah. but then you, University of Washington's lost like to some shit. We lost to Stanford the other night. <laughs> so, oh so it's like one of those years where like, number one, look, anyone can win this year. Like yeah. Kansas could be a three seed and win the tournament. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, and like whoever's playing good basketball, which I love, I'm all about it. I mean, I mean, I'll, I just will say one thing. I will, you know, I do not want Duke to win. Uh, I'll say that, and also not North Carolina. I'm okay with them not doing well. But everybody, <laughs> it's anyone's game. It's anyone's game. Fair and enough. Those are, those are some fair. That's a fair hatred that I have, and I'm excited. I. I I claim it and I own it. Uh, hey, as long as you claim it and you own it. But speaking <laughs> of, and speaking of Duke's, uh, you know Zion's uh, debuts tonight. Is he, yeah, did, there was a yeah. I did. I'm very excited about him. This kid, he's just so big. I feel uh, like he's like a, he's like a puppy that grew too fast. Exactly. And they're they're trying to teach him how body. to land. He's, <laughs> he is. No, he's learning his body because here's the thing. He's he's such a big guy that. But he he's so quick and like light on his feet that he can he can play like a guard. He can do like you know like a three. You can do like right. three guard. He could be like a third a third guard on that. Like what is it three guard rotation? You can have yeah. him on that. But the thing is, he, the way he lands, he's it's going to be such a fucking toll on his knees that he needs to lose. I would say they're probably going. I feel like they, if either he's going to have to choose if he's going to be a big man or if he's going to be quick, he's going to have to lose like fifteen or like fifteen pounds. Yeah. I agree with you. Do you remember a player? I'm. This is because I'm from Seattle. You remember Sean Kemp? I love Sean Kemp. Yeah. I had a jersey of Sean Kemp's, the all white Supersonics. Oh, player, that's the. I, I I can't tell you how much I miss the Sonics and Sean Kemp. It was Sean, He reminds me of Sean Kemp minus the kids. I know. You know Sean Kemp has like. Have you been to his restaurant? Doesn't he own a restaurant? Yeah, restaurant? He, he he. They closed though. Uh, I went to it one Oscars. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Now he's like a real estate investor. He's actually doing really well, but he has to. I was pick... say, he did well with his money, which is surprising. Yeah. And he had eleven kids or something like that. Ten kids. <laughs> from, from from nine different women, of course. You know, he okay. he, he had to get to double digits. You need to start. You, yeah, you need five starters and five guys on the bench. So. That's a smart man. Right yeah, his son actually played <laughs> at the University of Washington. Sean Kemp Jr. Oh, how funny. Oh yeah, I did know that. I did yeah. know that because I was looking up all the cele- all the all the NBA players whose kids, like all their kids now, are the ones. In, um, How old does that make you college. feel? Because it makes me feel old super as shit. Old. Oh, it makes me feel super old. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when Shaq was in the league. But yeah, you're completely right because he was explosive, and that's like, I feel like the only way that people describe Zion. They're like, he's explosive, and he is. He's crazy. I know. I know. Oh, I can't I wait to watch this game tonight. It's in one hour, and I, I'm just yeah. like, I don't think, like, I got a text earlier from a friend. Is this the most anticipated regular season game in the last five years? And I was like, come on, man. You're always, always saying this really exaggerated shit. And then I thought about it. I'm like, actually, kind of is. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm so worried because here's the thing. I don't want he, he, I don't want him to be a bust because there's. I'm like, there's a chance he's probably just – so flexible and big and just not gonna be able to grow into it that he could get injured and I mean god forbid that happened so I worry because you know he's already had this delay with right. injuries I think that's the only way he doesn't become a bust I mean that's the only way he becomes a bust is if he gets injured that's it and that's what happens like you have know. guys that are just like oh yeah this is it we're riding on it and it's just I mean it may take him 11 years like fucking Derrick Rose uh, oh. who's 
taken for it took him. I mean, he. I honestly, I don't think he walked for like eight years. I know, and and now <laughs> look at him now. He's playing some good basketball. And he, yeah, and I'm, cause, I mean, he yeah, I remember he. I mean, he played for uh, Memphis the year that we won. That was that was he was. Oh yeah, oh so yeah, you must have had a bad feeling about. But if so, you guys beat him, though, I guess you can't feel that be have hatred yeah, but, for someone you beat. But it took him forever. I just was I like, come on, is he gonna come around or what? And I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad because I ended up really liking his story. But it took him a long time, and I worry, I don't want that like Zion to go that route. It's I like hope he, not. He's too promising. I know, and it's. I mean, I know he's a Duke guy, but he's the first lovable Duke basketball player yeah. ever. Like everyone hates everything from Duke. Like, I, yeah. it's just a known fact. Like Christian Leitner, he is asshole. I like Grant Hill though. But Christian Leitner, you're supposed to hate. Yeah, you, I mean, they made a documentary. Like, I fucking hate Christian Leitner. You hate Christian yeah. Leitner. Yeah, exactly. and Grant Hill's okay. If he didn't go to Duke, he'd be he's really. Okay. But same thing. Too many. Like with that ankle thing. With it, just it was. It was shot. Uh, but I kind of I liked him. He grew on me, but he grew on me because he was on an episode. He was on a uh, couple episodes of Living Single. Um, <laughs> was he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was like his character was in love with uh, Queen Latifah's character Khadija. Oh wow, that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I did not <laughs> that's know so that. Dated. That's so nineties. Yeah, I'm sure someone will listen and go on YouTube and try to find that episode. You gotta find it. It's, it's on. Living Single is on Hulu. You can find it. I'll find it. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, please let me know. know. If it's on Hulu, I'll check hilarious. it out. Grail on uh, Living Single. And then there's – who else? I think there's no one else likable from Duke in history. No. I don't I don't have anyone that I particularly liked. J.J. Reddick no. is kind of likable now, but not really. Not really. Um, I didn't like him. He tripped too much. He, he did some shit, and he would not claim it. Yeah. Uh, whenever they were playing his, like, whenever time he would trip players. True. He died a little too often for me to be like, oh, that's just a coincidence. Yeah, then, uh, yeah, that's it. Elton Brand, he's blah. Yeah, it's just Zion right. and Grant Hill, and bo- one of them has been injured. If it's two, I guess you just don't go to Duke if you're a nice person. God will punish yeah, you no. in different ways. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yep. Well, perfect. Uh, before we before we end this podcast, um, the Super Bowl is obviously next week. You're a big sports fan, yep. so yeah. Well, what do you, what what's your initial thoughts? Uh, I haven't really deep dove into the Yo, game analysis an analysis yet, but what someone, what do you think? As someone who went to KU, I will say that my dad used to purposely schedule visits to me when he got tickets to Chiefs games. Oh, cool. And my dad is a Chiefs fan, um, longtime Chiefs fan, because. Uh, as some people don't know, the Chiefs were originally the Dallas Texans. Yep. So they go. So my dad has like this, like some some old school like vintage Chiefs gear that has like the Texas with the star on it in Dallas. Oh, that's pretty um, cool. And you know, it used to be just them and the Cowboys that played for the couple years. Like for a couple years, that's what the Cotton Bowl was. Yep. And so um, I like that. Um, I like that just that kind of association with you know me being someone from Texas that also went to school in Kansas. You have this teams like the Chiefs, um, and also, but they have that tie to Dallas. Yep. Um, some might say, like, I'm in the Super Bowl. No, <laughs> but it's, but also, like, Mahomes, yo, he is insane, and he's so fun to watch play. So I have the Chiefs. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I I'm just hoping so much that they pull this off. Especially because Mahomes is from Texas, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is from Texas. He went to uh, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yep. Yeah, he went to Texas. Yeah, so yeah, you got a lot of connections there. His dad played Major League Baseball. I don't know if it was in Texas, but yeah, it's a it's a yeah, cool his dad story. Yeah, was a Major League Baseball player. Um, so yeah, it's fun. Um, I don't know if you've ever, I mean, you've heard him talk. He sounds yeah. like a muppet. Yeah, he's which which by the way, 
that's going to be a big deal in America by next week. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my it's like for us, um, like, so part of our business, like we have the podcast, it's me and my brother. And we also run like our uh, website where we post like sports news and stuff like that. We have like multi layers to this business. And right. um, so we have like an article that like last year, remember Jimmy Garoppolo, like went out with the porn star or whatever. Right. So for some reason, like now every time the 49ers play, just from Google search, we like pull up our search council and it's like Jimmy Garoppolo and porn star. And we have like 10, 100 people on the website, like every time the 49ers play. So I actually just want to know how many people are going to be Googling Jimmy Garoppolo porn star, porn star during this game. Especially during the Super Bowl, because everyone's going to be watching. Yeah, and everyone's going to talk about it. Like, every, because, you know, a lot of people don't, like, a lot of, like, you know, moms or wives don't know. And they're like, oh, who's this guy? Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, he's a, and the dad or something will tell them, oh, he used to date a porn star. So they'll Google it. Like, it's just, I I think the Super Bowl is going to be really interesting. I don't really have a horse in this race. I just, like, I just want it to be a really good game. Yeah, I'm hoping for a good game. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, it's weird. I remember because I grew up playing basketball. We used to have this guy come by um, for one of the, for one of the school, when I was playing in yeah. elementary school. This guy he was he played for the 49ers. He played with them when they won the Super Bowl, and then he used to come help coach us in basketball. That's cool. And he used to always try to sway me to be a 49ers. Fan. <laughs> and even then, I wouldn't. His name was like Chet Brooks, and I told him I was like, "How about you just give me a, an autograph card?" you know, of you, and he did, and I was still not a 49ers fan, and I still won't be to this day. Um, <laughs> Do you still have the card, though? I still have the card. Oh, that's um, nice. And I was like, I forgot about it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Chet. And, and now, you know, he's the same thing, NFL player, had to retire because of an injury, but, he, you know, he got a Super Bowl ring. I got to, you know, I've, I can say that I've actually tried on a Super Bowl ring, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, it was a 49ers one, but still. And But he's same thing. He went, you know, moved back to Texas and invested his money, and now, you know, it's a construction company. And is it, you know, he's taking care of maybe I'm, I'm assuming his three kids. He doesn't have a love in like Mr. Camp, but uh, you know, he's there. Well, you see, you actually still know a lot about him. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sur- I'm surprised. Like, I remember this guy. I mean, you're like, he owns a construction company oh, now. Yeah, I know this much, but he invests in, you know, like public speaking stuff. But yeah, no, absolutely. I, I I'm pulling for the Chiefs. I mean, I know my dad is, especially last year. Last year was rough, but I didn't think Mahomes was ready for it. I think no. this year, like, it's, I'm so excited. Like, that kid, you know, it's going to be so good. And I'm, like, going to. I have to like make sure and call a couple friends before that are going to be you know in Kansas City because it's going to get like it's going to be amazing. Oh, Hopefully. it's going it's going to it's, it's going to be, be fun. It's going to be a good game, and you know like at the end of the day, with like you, you what you said was right. They weren't ready for it last year. This is like the right trajectory. You lose oh, a tough yeah. one, you go through some heartbreak, and then you come back the next year and win it. I and mean, that's kind of I'm, just I'm like it, that's how it's supposed to work. They do need to come out stronger though, because I'm tired of these past two games like. You don't. You shouldn't be trailing. You just need to just lead and keep going. Because I'm tired of this catch up that's been going. I know. On. And against the 49ers, I, I think it'd be uh, much harder to make play catch up. Yeah, yeah. That they're 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 matched up really well. I'm actually. And I mean, I I'll say it. I'm just glad. I'm also very glad it's not the Patriots. I'm just I'm just ugh, <laughs> exhausted with that mess. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. Um, I see all these memes like, "Who are you rooting for the Super Bowl?" And it'd be like, you know, a pie chart. Yeah, the the, the red team. That's true. I've seen that. I'm like, oh, original. But it was like like a pie chart, though. It was like 8% 
49ers, 6% Chiefs, uh, and 86, 86% just glad the Patriots aren't playing. Oh, well, yeah, that's exactly it, though. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was a lot of fun, and uh, and uh, definitely next time I'm in New York City, I will come come out to to one of your shows. Definitely. Uh, yeah, and uh, if you want to just plug one more time uh, where they can uh, find you on Instagram and Twitter, and sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, find me on Instagram at veros underscore got underscore jokes on Twitter at veros underscore broke. And um, I'll say just uh, this is going to be what out maybe at least I, uh, what is it this Thursday at least? So, uh, yeah, it could be out maybe, possibly Wednesday, but really late night. Thursday. So um, I'm performing Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Gradient in Brooklyn. That's Thursday, what January 23rd. Yep. And I'm also headlining Friday, January 24th at 8 p.m. at the Wild Project in manhattan good shows great lineups and it'll, it'll be fun fantastic well thank you so much for coming on and we'll uh hopefully have you on again soon thank you so much thanks again this was so fun oh thank you